Hello, everyone. Welcome to Giant Talk. Yes, you'll notice I'm not Carly. Uh, it's Roger. Uh, I was, for those of you that have listened right from the start, uh, on a number of uh, episodes that we did in our earlier seasons. However, I'm pleased to be back and I am now the new uh, host of Giant Talk. And to start off this new season and indeed this new year, Happy New Year to you all. Uh, I'm really excited to have a fantastic guest with us that joins us from the Netherlands. Uh, Ahmed Elnahas is the IT manager at NN Group in the Netherlands. And he's been working with OKRs for quite a while and reached out to me because he's got an interesting take on how he works with them. So, Ahmed, good to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you, Roger, very much. It is a pleasure to be with you and uh, Happy New Year as well. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, to you too. So uh, if you could just start by you know, sharing a bit about your, your, your background, your story with, with the listeners, that would be, uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Um, um, yeah, my, my name is Ahmed Mahas, so it's, uh, it's indeed it's another Dutch name. I'm, uh, I'm uh, originally Egyptian. I came to the Netherlands in 2008. I uh, have been working in the Netherlands in many uh, institutes. So any group is a, uh, is a financial uh, insurance company. And, uh, but also I worked in different uh, banks in the Netherlands and uh, telecom companies before. Um, my background, I'm coming from a computer science, so I'm an engineer in the course, computer science and mathematics. I also finished my business study in the Netherlands uh, a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I'm married and have uh, lovely three kids. So, uh, yeah, that's that's me. So, um, obviously, you're here to talk OKRs. That's what this podcast is all about. So, perhaps maybe start at the beginning. How was it that you, you encountered OKRs, that you came across them? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's... Uh, a funny story, a little bit, because I I, I started in, during my uh, study uh, uh, business study. I was very uh, fond with uh, the strategy execution, how to bring the strategy and uh, to the floor, how to make sure that it it is working and it is maintained for a long time. That was uh, the thing that I was uh, uh, trying to find a way how to do it. At the same time, there was a challenge of uh, that uh, the teams now, most of the digital transformation is including IT. It is also the agile way of working and the, the link between those. I didn't know how to, to do this uh, in, the, in, a, in a big organization or corporate. So, and at that time, I was working for uh, one of the big banks in the Netherlands. And there was a newsletter that is uh, uh, coming from uh, the board that is what happened in the in the board and uh, what they discussed and one of the topics was uh, measure what matters uh, book and there was someone giving a presentation for John Doe. Yeah, so I was getting interested in the topic and uh, the OKR and from there I got introduced to the to the methodology. Okay, and and had you encountered anything like it before? Had you been using anything else? Uh, that, that was maybe similar to OKR? Yeah, 
there is there is some uh, uh, methodologies or attempts that is to do so, something like the Hashim matrix and also the strategic execution, uh, uh, Frankovi. There is some attempts of always to how to break down the 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 objectives, the big goal to small things that can be achieved. Uh, the difference with OKR always is the I believe is the uh, the focus on outcome uh, in the implementation, not the output. And this is what has triggered me. It is a shift in mindset as well to ask team to focus on the outcome, not only the output. That was the, the interesting part for me. Right. So it was the it was the shift from output to outcome that 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 uh, that hooked your interest. Then exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So, you know, you, you said that you have been obviously using OKRs for a number of years. This this newsletter had planted the seed and something obviously grew from that. So that's that's great to hear because these newsletters often, often don't, don't, <laughs> don't land particularly well, if at all. So, uh, so just talk us through how you started to use them did you did you start locally just in your team or was there a, a, a you know a, a very clear uh, intention for the organization to use them far more widely what how, how did it all start yeah it is uh, i started very small at the beginning i believe always in a start a small think big and move fast yeah so i started small i started with a, a small team to, to test the concept and also to embed OKR with the agile way of working with, uh, with strategic objectives that we receive from top management, how to do this and use OKR to, to do the glue between them right. in the beginning with one team. And now we are moving into, uh, uh, after a few years, uh, it is growing from uh, one team to a department, to a unit, so it is the concept is is working also keep in mind that is uh, we are learning through the journey mm. so uh, the things that is has been done in the beginning uh it is now much clear now uh, uh it was there's some mistakes we made and we corrected them and there is some learning we got so it is growing uh, during the time as well right okay Okay. And, and I mean, that's the great thing, isn't it? Because you work in cycles, you get the chance to, you know, if you make a mistake in, in what, in, in this cycle, you get the chance to correct it for the next one, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now True. you, uh, obviously, you know, you work in technology um, and a lot of the technology projects that, uh, that are run, run with agile, Okay, running run very clearly using agile principles and approaches. How have you sort of connected OKRs with agile working? Because I know this is something which which you've given particular focus to, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. So I, I created sort of uh, let's say uh, an operating model called Compass that is uh, is using the. Uh, uh, the, the the strategy execution framework that we used to have from the top of the pyramids of uh, the the big goal the vision and the mission and go through the breakdown till you reach a, a level of key results and then 
assign key results to the teams. So to, to, to make it uh, simple, it is uh, in the beginning of the year, we sit together and define what is the main long-term objectives. What is the long-term objectives that we would like to achieve to fulfill the strategy that we are aim, uh, decided to, do, uh, to, to choose or to, to implement? These long-term objectives every year is broken into annual objectives. So every year we sit together and decide, okay, what is the annual objective and is the long-term objective still relevant or not? And every quarter, on a quarter base, the teams and the management decide together what is the main key result, what is the milestones or the success criteria of these objectives that we can achieve in a quarter. So we scope our key results in a quarter base. And after that, the teams during the quarter, they go through the, the, the traditional or typical uh, cycle of Agile, which is the sprints. Every two weeks, they start to add uh, Apex features uh, and implement them. These features should add to the key results. That right. is, they are aiming to at the end of the quarter. So we have these kind of uh, different cycles, uh, a bi-weekly, so let's say if you sprint in two weeks, a quarterly uh, uh, cycle, that is you check the key result and see the, the, the feasibility and, and impact of the key result, and a yearly cycle, where you revisit your annual objective if it is still serving the long-term objective or not. Right. So that's okay. the, the framework. So... It's really interesting because when I've uh, worked with technology teams, one of the objections, one of the challenges, actually, let me say challenges rather, but mm. that they often come back with is um, it's really difficult for us to have key results that measure outcome because all we do is the building. We just do the development and we deliver the feature or deliver the product we never get to see what that does. So has that ever been a challenge for you with the, with, with the teams and perhaps the key result that they need to, they need to uh, work towards? Yeah, uh, indeed, it is, it is. I don't think it is only for IT. I think it is, we are trained to report what we did. Yeah. Uh, this is, I think, in the culture that is everybody would like to show how much I was busy and in what I was busy in the past. Uh, right now, we are, uh, we flipped the, 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 the situation. Yeah. I asked the team, I would like to achieve this objective. What kind of key results do you think you can deliver to me? What kind of outcome that you think you can deliver? So they own, the, they define the outcome and they own it. And it is from that perspective that how we do it, what, how much effort we put in it, it is not relevant in the, in the discussion. It is relevant definitely for the team in such cases, but uh, in some cases, but it is, it is not relevant to the discussion toward the object. So the, yeah. yes, there is a change in culture and the, a change of you need to let go also as a management team to let the teams decide what outcome they can deliver and let them own it. And once they own it, they will accept that it is, it is not something that what we did, this is what we achieved. Mm -hmm. So 
do you ever have you ever found then that um, a key result that a, a dev team might be striving towards is perhaps one which is how can I put this um, requiring measurements elsewhere? Okay, so you know if they release a feature, a new feature which they you know which is expected to I don't know increase the user base by this much. Do the do, do you see in, have you seen instances where they've they they've then tracked that even though that might not be data which they're responsible for but they've kind of kept an eye on has that feature actually done done what we needed it to do? Yeah, I I think that happened a couple of times. Uh, I can recall uh, some incidents that is or some instance that is. Uh, yeah, the key result was, as an example, getting adoption for a specific uh, feature or application. Uh, and the team is working on it, but it is, uh, they finished the work, but the adoption is didn't happen. But then because they own the key result, they know who they need to call. So they call the other teams to help them to achieve the key result. They are focusing about the outcome. Mm. So we, in some cases, we even have one key result, but the teams that contributing to it, it is owned by one, but the contribution of four or five teams, yeah, they all contribute to that same outcome, which is owned by one of them that is responsible about the follow-up, the facilitation, the make sure if it will happen or not, this kind of stuff. Yeah, it... it, it... OKRs just don't work unless they're unless they're cross-functional, do they? Exactly, exactly. And it is facilitating the cross-function as well. That's what I like about it because we can align better on outcomes more than output. Yes. If I know what you actually are trying to achieve, I will help you better. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's and yet it's still something which a lot of organisations struggle to get them get their head out of this hierarchical thinking, don't they? Exactly, exactly, and it is uh, that's why it is one of the main uh, 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 essence and in, in implementation is culture change, mm. the the empowerment of the team, the the autonomy to create uh, uh, common objectives and uh, celebrate the, the the contribution can celebrate the behavior more than the the, the performance itself the, the the collaboration highly appreciated so these kind of culture that we need to create will facilitate that will make it much much easier so you know, obviously, you, you know, you're a seasoned hand with OKRs now. You've seen them working for a number of years and, and have gone through a number of, you know, refinements and adaptations to the way that they've been used. And indeed, you know, you've got your own approach, your compass approach. Um, so what's the evidence that you've seen that tells you actually OKRs have been really worth it, have actually had the impact that we wanted them to have? Yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of uh, uh, evidence that is this is how it should be done, uh, to be honest. I Something like the more focus that the team have right now on achieving the goals, the teams are more focused on the objectives. They are not focusing about only that is, okay, I do my work and it is, uh, it is done. 
uh, all the Kanban boards to finish with done, but what after done? This is the question. So uh, now the teams know they focus about the outcome. They have better collaboration because they share the objective. So on the let's say on the department level, we have one objective, and all the teams contributing with key results to this objective. And once, as I said, some of the key results are shared between teams. So they are focusing on the big goal. And that is that is also helping us on not spending time on objectives that is doesn't matter. So if the team is doing something that is not relevant to any objective, maybe we need to uh, uh, stop it and do things that is really adding to the object. Also, uh, one of the things is um, I received in, in uh, many feedbacks about workload improvement. So the workload, when the team knows exactly what they need to do and why they are doing, they manage their time better. Yeah. They manage their capacity better. They know that this is an annual objective. So it is not, maybe it's not, I, can read, I don't need to do it now. I still have time next quarter. So let's focus now on the things that is really matter now. So also this is uh, an aspect. So um, I see also the, the ambition of the team. When, the, when you ask the team to, okay, what kind of key results we would like to achieve? It's, it's, uh, it's also some, is uh, uh, a drawback when people uh, very ambition in the key result, but it is good. It is good that you ask the team to what what do you think the key result that you can deliver to achieve the objective, and they aim high mm. because they own it. So they would like to be proud of it. So there is a lot of benefits to the discuss this uh, objectives and key result with the team, not only a management discussion. It is with the team. It, I think this is the best and maximum benefit you can get from OKR. Yeah, I mean, that for the, one of the first points which you gave, which was that sense of, um, I suppose you might I might say, greater collaboration. You know, there's, yes. more, there's, there's more buy-in because the objective is a shared one and so on. Um, I know in in large organisations, half the battle, isn't it, is 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 getting people to feel like their input is actually delivering something of value, and that there is a, you know, there's a purpose to their work. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I think that's I think that's one of the biggest management challenges in large organisations to to help people understand who might be so far removed from what the ultimate outcome is. For them to feel like they are actually, you know, they're worth they're, what they're doing is worthwhile. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, interesting that you said as, as well about um, you've seen uh, how they've helped in terms of time and capacity management. Yeah, I, I, this is. I think it is indeed a, a one of the main factors, and also one of the big challenges mm. that we have in big organizations as well workload and capacity management, it is always an issue. Uh, we have also in, in many companies at the moment, a lot of people getting burnout for different reasons. But if you check part of these reasons uh, is also the workload, the, the, the anxiety that we have because we need to deliver a lot in a very short time the lack of, uh, of focus or the lack of 
direction, sometimes what I need to focus on. Uh, this kind of things is is also a big issue. And mm-hmm. if you start to lose people with uh, with a lot of burnouts, you will not have a team to continue. And uh, no, of course, of course. So when when you've seen this feed in, when you've seen OKRs feed into you know uh, the planning around time and capacity management, is that something which you've seen done at the perhaps when the when when the planning is being done for the next quarter? Are they looking at the time available and and yes. against the requirements of the OKRs that uh, uh, that they're thinking about? Yeah, exactly. That's in, in, that's why in, in the quarter based, we ask the team to create key uh, on the scope of a quarter, something that they can achieve in a quarter. And sometimes the teams comes with two or three, and then they sit together and they start to uh, uh, let's say break down this key result. Okay, what needs to be done to achieve this outcome? And they found out that it's, it's too much. Let's focus on only two key results and let's move the other key results to the next quarter. But because they know that the objective is uh, be called in the annual base, so it's not firefighting. They can plan it together. And sometimes they uh, reevaluate the key result. Maybe they say, um, okay, this key result actually is not adding that much value to the objective. Maybe we, uh, and it's a lot of work. Let's take this out. And let's create another key result, which will add a lot of value to the objective, but it is less work we can do. And then it can fit now. So the discussion is about, uh, we know the objectives, we know what, what we need to achieve. Let us do our work with the capacity that we have. So the, the big message there is, um, is, again, one about empowerment, isn't it? Let the team... Exactly. Trust the teams to be able to honestly say, you know, this is what we can do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So our listeners love this final question because it is perhaps the most insightful and the uh, the most critical for them if they're thinking about uh, starting to use OKRs. You know, learning from from those that have trodden that path already. Um, so I'm going to ask you, if you were to uh, implement OKRs again, if you were to move to an, a new organization and, and start from scratch again, mm-hmm. what is it that you do differently? Yeah, I would, I would start with uh, educating and uh, uh, create the awareness of the culture from the top, from day one. So uh, senior education. Yes, exactly. I would. I think this is crucial. I think because during the journey of implementing OKR, one of the main factors to success of success is the culture. Mm-hmm. And culture, I believe, always it is need to come always from the top, from the top management, from the senior management, creating the culture that is allowing this to happen. You need to educate the people and the uh, and the whole organization on OKR, probably, and what is the methodology is. But also, you need to make sure that they have the room to take decision, and they have the room to think on outcome and on objective base, not on output. Yeah. So, I that would be my uh, first. 
but I don't know if it is will be even feasible. If I go back, I think I will take the same road as well and start a small. But uh, if I have that uh, the choice, I will start like that. Right. Okay. So you and how do you think you would approach that senior education? And are you, any any thoughts on how you might do that? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, that's why I'm, I, I, I'm doubting if it is the senior will be, uh, uh, let's say, willing to 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 start uh, immediately uh, without seeing evidence. So you need to show some evidence about the success, and then you need to uh, to make sure that is the culture is there. So I will. Right now, I know what the culture what the culture needed. At that time, I didn't know actually. I was I was trying, and uh, I found out during the journey. What cultures need? What the kind of culture you need to implement OKR on the right level? Yeah. And uh, it is empowerment. It is uh, uh, the ability, uh, the, the the psychological uh, uh, safetyness. Uh, people can say no easily uh, without an issue. People can say the key result is not relevant anymore. I will stop it without being uh, shamed or uh, uh, marked, uh, people can take ownership and celebrate the small wins uh, to be able to achieve the big goal. So a lot of things in the culture, what we think it is uh, uh, it is nice to have, it's mandatory to implement the OKR. Right. Okay. All right. No, I mean, that echoes a lot of my experience as well. And that's uh, that, that senior education is super important because you're right. They set the tone. And if they're not bought into it, then it's very easy for everybody else to ask the question, why should they, as why should they buy into it? But yeah. I agree that the proof of concept, you know, the evidence, like you say, that it will work is is often what is needed to convince, um, you know, the C-suite that it's it's worth putting their time and effort into. So there is, True. yeah. I I, 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 I I see also we are our focus on educating the, the seniors. We are educating them about the methodology. We are talking to them about our promises of good results. Uh, 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 the process itself, how it will work. I think we need to add uh, on top of that what kind of culture you need to keep, uh, create and maintain while you are building this. Yeah. yeah. We, um, most often we forget this uh, part and we focus mainly on the technicality, let's say. Right. Okay. Well... Ahmed, that's been a, a really great conversation. Thank you very much for sharing your time with us. Thank uh, you. I, uh, uh, I, 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 I think your experiences reflect a lot of what um, many people find with uh, around their challenges with OKRs, and it and it's great to hear from someone who has been using them for a number of years uh, in 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 a in a number of different organisations as well. So uh, I, I thank you again for your time. Uh, to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, we shall be back again in the next couple of weeks with uh, the next episode. 
But in the meantime, if you have anything that you would like to ask or anything you, any suggestions or any interested, perhaps even uh, maybe being on an episode of uh, Giant Talk, just drop us uh, an email at uh, info at therebegiants.com and we'd be happy to uh, have a chat with you about that. Also, if I may just mention that we have our new uh, free international community for OKR professionals that we're hosting on Slack. Uh, The link to join that will be down in the notes for this episode. So if you're interested in joining the uh, fastest growing international community of OKR professionals, then uh, please do so. We'd love to have you with us. So all that remains is for me to sign off and say I look forward to your company on the next episode. Thanks very much now.